Hello and welcome to Life in the Pit, episode number 76. My name is David Lane. You'll, you'll notice uh, if you're a longtime listener or even a recent listener, you'll notice the lack of opening credit music and uh, you know the voice of uh, Bill Cisna introducing me. Uh, I wanted to just make this informal. It's been 10 weeks since there's been a Life in the Pit episode, and I just thought uh, we're almost at the end of 2022, and I wanted to come on and just give uh, an end-of-year episode and also uh, provide a little clarity of why it's been 10 weeks and why you know it'll probably be you know quite a bit longer before the next episode. Also, apologies as I go. There's a there's a lot of extra room noise and noise from other rooms as I'm recording this. This is pretty spontaneous. I didn't plan a good time to do this. There's actually there's a lot going on that I won't talk about um, that has just been, you know, life stuff. And so getting time to recording, getting time to record has been hard just because of that. Before I get too far into this, I want to go ahead and say thank you to all of you for listening to Life in the Pit. It really means a lot. Even though it's been 10 weeks since the last episode and we haven't had as many episodes in 2022, I believe I counted this as, this might be the 18th, but uh, probably about 12 of them were the first half of the year. That said, about once a week or so, I, I go on to my server just to kind of see, you know, how things are doing. And uh, the the listener counts on every episode are going up every week, you know, even though there's no, no new material. It tells me that um, some of you are, are discovering life in the pit, even while it's not active. And, you know, that's, that's very encouraging as a podcaster, but it's also encouraging for the reason that I got into this. And this might kind of get into the... <laughs> the story of life in the pit and also you know why after a little over two years it's it's not going away um but i'll I'll say more about that but it it definitely it's definitely on an inactive hiatus at the moment when i started this podcast it was the year 2020 (laughs) which uh you know we know what the main main event was going on in that time and you know, and I've I've said this before outside this podcast when people have asked me about it. I had wanted to do a podcast for some time, and I thought I was. I wanted to offer something that wasn't being done to death by everyone else. So the first thing that had always come to mind was, you know, I have a lot of knowledge and uh, experience with film music. But the number of film music podcasts out there at the time was pretty incredibly high and just seems like it's tripled or quadrupled since then it is a crowded landscape if you wanted to be a a film scorer or a film composing podcast but one thing i did know something about because i had had like nine continuous years of experience going into the start of the podcast in 2020 that nobody else was doing and i mean i i searched pretty hard that maybe that maybe i missed a term you know and maybe i'm not the first and maybe i'm not the only but i couldn't find anything about pit musicians i could find plenty of things about theater and i could find plenty of things about musicians 
And occasionally there would be like a bigger theater episode that would talk to a pit musician, but nobody was talking mainly about those who play in the pit. And it was one of the fascinating things. It took a few shows before I got into it. But, you know, I've played in orchestra. I've played in wind ensemble. I've played in chamber ensembles. I've played in a rock band, actually a couple of different rock bands. And, of course, I've done solo stuff. And what pit musicians have to go through in a theatrical setting is just... uh, kind of mind-boggling so i have a washing machine in the background so it's probably getting a little bit louder right now um sorry for the less than ideal recording conditions anyway um as i was saying even on a local community theater level i was surrounded by really truly highly competent musicians that were playing music that sometimes was well-prepared, sometimes it was handwritten, sometimes it had a lot of mistakes, and we were marking it up saying, okay, um, you know, take out measures 72 to 84, we're going to cut from the end of 71 to 85, and when you get to 85, we're going to repeat that measure uh, three times, and we're going to measure it 88, and we're going to do that as a vamp, and watch to jump cut at any point to measure 89, and then, you know, if a actor missed a line or jumped ahead, I would know it. But the musicians don't have the full score. I would think they wouldn't know it. And yet, more often than not, they all seem to catch on and they and they and they and they jump ahead really quickly. And that was that's actually been very influential in an ongoing project, seeing what all these musicians had. And, and also one of the things that I've really thought about over the years that, that made me really like playing in theater music. There's a lot of music out there, um, and, and I'll just go ahead and say, if you play in a symphony orchestra, I don't think you'd ever lose your job if you couldn't play something by ear. But you certainly would if you couldn't sight read well. And, uh, you know, if you play in a rock band, you know, if you play in, in a lot of jazz bands, um, like uh, small combos, not big band. But there are there are types of music out there where playing by ear is a premium, and you need to be able to do it. But no one's going if you're struggling with sight reading or don't even really read music, you'll do fine. Um, you don't always have to transpose. You know, in in most most jobs. But when you're in theater music, if you're going to be a musician that gets called on a lot and a lot. Um, and if you're if you're not a rhythm instrument, you probably have to play more than one instrument. You know, so you can't just play. Um, you know, if you just play saxophone, there's not a whole lot of shows that you're going to be able to play for. But if you play saxophone, clarinet, and flute, um, and you do it, you do all three well, you're in high demand. You need to be able to sight read. You sometimes need to be able to transpose. You sometimes need to be able to play by ear. Um, sometimes need to be able to improvise and on and on it goes you the the level of musicianship and, and of course you know playing playing your instrument at a high level goes without saying as in, as with anything that you would do as a musician just it just got me thinking about all the things that you need to be able to do and I picked up um, I've been fortunate I've been very thankful to have some great guests 
Um, the first couple of dozen episodes was mostly, uh, with few exceptions, local colleagues, people that I knew, or sometimes maybe people that I knew from college that aren't local anymore. But they were, for the most part, I think with one exception in the first 25, 26 episodes, were people that I already knew. And as we have expanded from there, I found out that some of the people I knew have been on Broadway tours and uh, or have have gone to school with people who have been on Broadway or I've even had people reach out to me that were listeners that had that experience. And, and I've had something like 11 or 12 people who have been in a Broadway pit, several others that have been on a Broadway tour and... I've learned, I've learned so much from just talking to them. And I hope that you have too, if you're interested in, you know, just being a pit musician. And the one thing that I, that I've heard said in probably 95% of all the episodes where I interviewed anybody was the importance of sight reading. And I established that in my mind, that is a tool that every great musician needs. And wow, you can tell I have no outline for this particular chat because I've just, I've already kind of taken this into um, the main reason that I haven't been recording lately. And that is because I have, uh, have a new podcast. I, I, I mentioned this at the end of the last episode, so you can hear a little bit about it there. Um, but I have a podcast that's going to be launching on January 2nd, Monday. It's going to come out every Monday, once a week, and I'm going to have occasionally some shorter episodes probably coming out on Thursdays, not every week. It's going to be called The Musician Toolkit. Um, I've since discovered that there is a company out there uh, that uses an apostrophe, Musicians, and they call themselves The Musician's Toolkit, so I kind of hope they don't have a podcast. I haven't found one yet, so um, I don't mean to compete with them, and uh, they're offering services. I'm offering uh, kind of podcast linked to, um, you know, for those who are interested, my teaching services. And if you, if you want to know more about the tools uh, that go into the Musician Toolkit of what is kind of the basis of my podcast, um, if you are on Instagram, you can just scroll my feed. It's, it's at David Lane Music, and you can go, you know, just go down and um, I've introduced 18 already on Monday. I'm going to introduce the 19th tool, or actually sometime this weekend I'm going to introduce the 19th, and on Monday I'm going to introduce the 20th of the 20 tools that go into the Musician Toolkit. So on this feed, on this podcast feed, I'm going to actually share the trailer that I do um, either next week or early the following week uh, all about the podcast and so forth. So so I'll be getting more into what that podcast is and what I plan on doing. But if you want to follow that, if you want to, you know, see the tools, the 18 that I've done so far, um, that you can find them, you know, again, kind of scatter on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Facebook is at David M Lane music. Instagram is at David Lane music. And, uh, I am since the last episode, I am on TikTok, and that is also at David Lane music. At least I, th I think it's David Lane Music. I don't think I had to put a number in there. Um, so so ho hopefully that is something that will show up. And um, probably the most organized place that you can find it is on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, um, and, uh, and my channel is at David Lane Music 1. David Lane Music 1. The number 1. Um, 
click on shorts and you can or you may be able to find playlists there's a playlist there called uh, the musician toolkit or tools of musicianship and it's the essential 20 tools and uh, you can you can watch them all in order they're all short videos uh, longest one is right at a minute but several are shorter than that so uh, you know probably takes 15 minutes to watch all 18 videos okay but this really isn't completely news this is this is kind of old news uh, I was I was planning this podcast really little really since August or September so the last several episodes has been in my mind and I, I did talk about it on episode 75 at the end the last seven or eight minutes of that episode so you can hear what I had to say about it at the time but the plan was to continue on a once a month basis of getting in new guests and you know just con continuing to put out episodes on life in the pit and you know that just hasn't happened and it hasn't happened because i i haven't reached out to anybody and i haven't reached out to anybody because i've gotten more and more ambitious with this podcast that the new one and just trying to do a minimum amount of work so that I can get a little bit of a buffer before I get started um, and just trying to to do all of the, the all of the promotional work that I like before I get started that's just turned out to be really <laughs> kind of not I won't say overwhelming but it fills the time to, to where I, I really can't think about two podcasts at the moment now one thing that I that if you know me well, you know that you would come to find out is that I don't like the words always and never. So I don't like to say uh, it, it's hard for me to say that this is done. There there are aspects of musicianship like I went to college to be a film composer. I have never said like some of my colleagues that I've met that that uh, had the same thing. They say I don't I don't do films anymore. You know I've I've moved on. Um, and I've met people like that. They've, uh, you know, one, one of my good friends, you know, he, he, he made that very clear. He's, he, he doesn't want that in his life anymore because he wants to focus on what he's doing. And I really think that's the healthy way to do it. Um, I almost never score films, but I keep saying that is something that I do be, because I don't, I don't want to cut it off. I don't want to close that door and I don't want to close the door on this podcast. So it's possible that it may be a very long time before there's another episode. But if I come across a Broadway musician with a good story or touring touring musician, and I think there's something that's good for this podcast, I want to have that open. So I don't want to say that life in the pit is over. But I, I think it's fair that I just tell you guys that it's just not going on. Now, I think I could have overcome all of this. I could have overcome the the busyness with this new podcast, uh, the Musician Toolkit, if my heart was still in it as far as being a pit musician. And I'm not sure exactly where that switched. I, I think I'd been transitioning toward that kind of going into the pandemic. I think the actually the idea is leaving that 2019, going into 2020, that I could use a break. And, um, and then, of course, we all had forced... A break the and and I was just picturing getting really excited getting back into playing for the pit uh, but as I played in masks and as I sometimes played you know for pre-recorded 
uh, or streaming shows. And then as the masks came off, I, I, I never did really feel that spark again. I even did a bucket list show, which was the last one that I, that I did with a, you know, with a live pit and that was into the woods. And, uh, you know, I certainly loved the pit experience. I, I loved getting to do the show, but 90% of the time I was there, I was like, I, my heart wasn't there. And I don't think that, that what I described on the episode, that's ironically my most popular and most downloaded episode, uh, the one that says a story of failure, <laughs> When I wasn't prepared for a Broadway touring gig and I got let go, that's not something, first of all, if it ever happens to you and you love pit music, you, th this shouldn't even be a blimp in your life. This is just experience. You learn from it and you get right back out there and, uh, and you keep pursuing it. And um, so, so there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, in fact, I learned a lot. But one of the things that I learned, and, and this was something I did within about 48, 72 hours, and I didn't want to talk about it at the time on the podcast because I didn't think that was good, depending on how long I, and how frequent I keep this going. Um, but I feel like I should share this with you just in case, you know, you come to the same crossroads. When uh, I was not at all surprised when I was let go from this show that was a Broadway tour coming through my area that hired locally. I didn't really feel prepared going in. And I was in a situation where it didn't help me relax. So I actually didn't play my best and I don't think my best was as good as it should have been. And I sat down afterwards and I went through what could I have done to have been prepared? Was it something that I could have done? And uh, my answer was yes, I absolutely could have done some things to prepare, and I know exactly what they are. But some of them would involve um, changing the rest of my work schedule so that I could be available for certain high-profile shows and getting that type of experience. And um, also inv investing in the equipment that makes me a serious the theater pit keyboardist. And I, I compared that to all the other things in my life that I do professionally. And I just decided I'm not willing to do that. It, it's nice that I got my one day touring, or I should say my one day rehearsing with a Broadway tour orchestra. That's a, that's a, an experience that I, maybe as time goes by, I'll think even more fondly of than I do right now. Um, but it, it was something that I had to say, okay, am I willing to take the lessons from this to be able to do this gig better next time? And it, I really didn't have to think too hard about it. And it was, no, I, 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 I'm not willing it not at this point in my life. I, I have other things that I'm have more of a passion for that I that I badly need to focus on. So theater for me, I just said, okay, it's going to go at a local level. Well, lo local level does not pay at a Broadway touring rate. And, um, if you, 
are making a surplus of money in other jobs, that doesn't necessarily matter if you love it. But I was just getting, I was getting burnout. I was trying to teach later, um, beyond the start time of most rehearsals and was having to reschedule a lot of students. And I just, the whole rehearsal process was just something that I just found frustrating. And now I, I still, my 2023 goal is I want to play in the pit at least once, but I can't be doing it, um, you know, for six to nine productions in a year. It's just, I, I don't feel like I could do that anymore. So that's, that's something that I fully realized after doing Into the Woods in May. And so June, July, basically June onward, my heart hasn't been in it. Uh, it, it's hard for me. It's been hard for me to, to even prepare the podcast episodes for life in the pit, knowing that I don't really have much of a life in the pit at the, at the moment. So another thing that I, you know, that people will know about me is that I'm very much opposed to black and white thinking on just about anything. Um, I, I fully believe the expression that, you know, you can have two, two conflicting thoughts simultaneously. And one is that I don't have much of an interest or a life in the pit right now, but I still love the art of playing in the pit. I love, uh, chatting with people and, and, and playing with people who do it well. And I, I would still like to occasionally do it. And also I still once upon a time really, truly loved it. It really changed my life. Um, it gave me new direction. It helped me to meet people. Uh, helped me take take me in different places in my life uh, over the last decade or so. And none of that would have been possible without my experience, you know, as a theater music director, as a keyboardist, and uh, you know, eventually leading to this podcast. And even though I know I'm not the most charismatic host, and I know this is a very niche subject. Um, as long as I can, uh, as long as it's possible, I'm going to keep all the episodes available on this podcast stream. Cause as I said, people are still finding them. People are still listening to them. It is, you know, until someone else gets the same idea and decides to pursue it, it is still the only resource out there for, for pit musicians. And I don't think I missed any major instruments. I think at least once I covered every major instruments, every every major instrument that you would find in a pit orchestra. And we've talked about like brass doubling, woodwind doubling. We've talked about programming keyboards. Um, we've talked about just being a conductor, um, being an accompanist, being an uh, audition accompanist. And by the way, I do want to say some of my most favorite episodes were from 2022. Uh, I don't want to single them out because uh, that always sounds like I'm saying, well, the other episodes weren't that good, but, but I would just go ahead and say, if I was making a top 10 personal favorite life in the pit episode list, uh, I think at least five of them four if four or five would be from episodes that, that I did this year. Um, some that are just, I, that are, they're really fun that I would go back and listen to them again, just cause I want to hear what the guests have to say. Now, I want to say one more thing about this podcast and then one more thing about my new podcast. So the, the one more thing about this podcast is just a reiteration. Um, 
don't don't be surprised if there's an episode or two in 2023. Once I get the musician toolkit on its feet and uh, you know it starts, I start getting a workflow. And um, I, I do have a list of guests I'm going to follow up with and see if they're you know they're interested, and definitely would like to have them you know come come on and uh, you know continue life in the pit occasionally it's just it won't be often enough to even register um as something that you can count on but i'll always let you know through through instagram facebook and of course you know this feed will notify you if you're subscribed and following on wherever you get your podcasts um there will be i i mean i i would say the odds of there being um, if i just in betting terms the odds of two episodes is greater than the odds of zero. Yeah, it's a, so we'll just put it like that. That's about as optimistic as I can get. Now, I want to say this about the Musician Toolkit. Um, some of you, if you're if you're listening this far, if you haven't like cut off the uh, the episode and said this one's not for me, if you're still listening, thank you. Uh, and I want to go ahead and say if you're if you've made it to this point. Um, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do a lot of advertising about the musician toolkit on the life in the pit social feeds. I may, I may have mentioned something every now and then, but I'm not going to push very hard. But if you're listening to this, I want to say, um, I think that at least 90% of you would enjoy it. If you, if you came to this podcast as kind of theater first, music second, you, you really wanted just to hear about theater. And this is just another aspect of theater then I, you know, you're probably not going to find musician, the musician toolkit, your, your cup of tea. But if you came this as music first and then theater, if you came uh, at it as you're a musician and you like the idea of playing for theater and you like all the skills that are involved in the collaboration, well, those are the types of things that inspired me for the musician toolkit. And I'm going to have a lot of solo episodes like this one, but I'm also going to have a lot of guests and we're going to talk about, you know, we, we, you've heard so many guests on this podcast talk about sight reading. Well, I've already found two experts with courses on sight reading. They're, we're going to come on and talk about how to get better at sight reading. Um, I'm going to talk to people who specialize in ear training and, and how you can improve your ear. I'm also going to be going around, and maybe even a pit musician included, I'm going to talk about various types of jobs you can have as a musician and what are the tools you need to develop to be good at that job. And that kind of comes back from my Broadway tour story. Um, it would have been good going, going into it to have a full grasp of what do I need to be able to do well in order to succeed at this type of job. And that's not what most other podcasts do. Most other podcasts are you know, if, if they're talking about that, even this one included talks about who are the people you have to meet and what are the business things you have to do, but it doesn't, but it kind of assumes that you've already done the work in the practice room and you've done the work in, uh, you know, in wherever you go to school for music. So we're, we're going to talk about those things. We're going to get into, if you want to just think of it from a pit musician perspective, how can you become a better pit musician? But we're not going to be that narrow. It's going to be, uh, what if you decided you wanted to, you know, play in a symphony orchestra, if you wanted to go to Hollywood and, you know, play 
for film music or if you want to start taking up composing or arranging you know or if you want to be a conductor whatever it is we're going to talk about what are the tools you need to work on and how do you work on those tools what are some techniques to get them better so I'm just really excited about this approach. And the other thing is that this podcast is a little bit more, um, the musician talk is a little bit more personal because as I said, I'm not in the pit at the moment, but I'm still an educator. I'm still a performer, a composer. And, uh, I really want to share with aspiring musicians, with music, music students, some things that they can do to just become better musicians that, Maybe it's a supplement to their music education, but, you know, given how expensive tuition is, it might be, um, it might be a replacement. It might be just something that I'm, uh, that's kind of a template for how they can improve themselves. And, and I would always advocate, hopefully with a few, uh, um, accomplished mentors, you know, to help you along the way. Even if you don't have the degree, you do, you do want the professional guidance. So if you want to follow the Musician Toolkit, I may change my mind later, but again, it's kind of really interconnected to a lot of the services that I offer outside of being a podcaster. So um, it's it's on my personal feeds. It's on it's on David Lane Music at Instagram and um, and TikTok. It's going to be on uh, at David Lane Music One. There's going to be I'm going to be doing a lot more video stuff on YouTube. Uh, so at David Lane Music One there, it's at David M Lane Music on Facebook, and uh, you know a lot of those I've I've gone ahead and put the music, the, sorry the musician toolkit in uh, kind of like a parentheses. So definitely, um, you know if 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 you were intrigued by the music, the musician aspect of Life in the Pit, I think you'll like the musician toolkit. Definitely, highly encourage you to check it out. And then not just because, you know, I want to pick up some listeners as, as soon as possible. Uh, but I think you'll get a lot out of it. And I, and I think even if you, if you're coming from this, Oh, I just want to be a pit musician. I think you'll hear some other things. Cause if you notice when I interviewed some Broadway musicians, they always talked about the other projects they were doing. It was never, I just play music for theater. Um, what you get from outside experiences you can take back in. So, I, you know, it's something that I, that I really highly request. Okay, I've gone over a little over 30 minutes. Uh, there was no opening credit music. There will be no closing credit music. Um, this is just kind of an informal, uh, very unscripted, no outline at all. I just wanted to come on and just, first of all, not to let it go overlooked, say thank you very much for listening to Life in the Pit. Um and, and, and I hope you, if you've missed some episodes, I hope you go back and check them out and still share them. Uh, someone would like to know about pit mu- musicians. I want to hear from some of the great musicians that we've, we've had on as guests. So please share them and, uh, you know, look, look me up on my personal feeds. Uh, so just one more time for socials. Now life in the pit is at life in the pit pod on, um, Facebook and Instagram, it's also on Twitter, but I almost never post there. Um, the Musician Toolkit or anything connected with anything else I do, you can find on Facebook at David M. Lane Music. And I actually am pretty active on Twitter, although not so much with the podcast. Also, David M. Lane Music. 
Instagram and TikTok is at David Lane Music. And also definitely check out and go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube. Uh, everything associated with the podcast, including uh, preview clips, will be posted there. Um, and you, you know, you might find that a, a more entertaining way to go than simply just listening. But um, you'll be able to find Musician Toolkit on the podcast feed um, starting probably right after Christmas, so 26th. I think you'll start seeing a preview then. And, um, and I'll, of course, mention that on my social feeds. Um, the YouTube link, by the way, is at David Lane Music number one. David Lane Music one. Thank you all once again for listening to Life in the Pit. And I hope you have a happy holidays and a very happy and successful 2023.